Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Writer. Today, we are recording episode 16, which is very exciting. Welcome to anyone who's new listening and welcome to returning listeners. Hey, everyone. How's your past few weeks been, Sarah? It has been a bit of a strange few past weeks. I've just been having a bit of a holiday at home of sorts because obviously we aren't, it's not really suggested where we are at the moment to go anywhere. That makes sense. Not that we're having like an actual holiday, but I just have been taking it slow because yeah, I just felt a bit burned out with the writing as well. I get that. (laughs) But yeah, a lot going on in the personal life as well. So I haven't really done very much. I think from last time I may have finished a chapter I can't remember if last time I had already finished that chapter or not but I haven't really done anything since then I did start briefly start a new new chapter that was like further on Mm -hmm. it's one of the things co-writing I guess is sometimes you're like oh I don't know if I should start the next chapter until I have a bit more information but yeah I did start one that was a little bit further on because it didn't really have a bearing on the ones that Ashley was writing. So yeah. How has your writing been going, Ashley? Well, I've also been on holiday, but we're fortunate that we're allowed to travel within New Zealand wherever we want. So I went down to the South Island for 10 days with my husband and my parents and my mother-in-law. We had a wonderful time. We were (laughs) camping mostly or staying in little cabins. It was actually a kind of surreal experience, mostly because usually this time of year, in the South Island, it is packed with tourists and you have to usually book accommodation and activities and whatnot a few months in advance, at least before Christmas, but with no tourists. It felt a bit like a ghost town. <laughs> we'd go to campgrounds and we'd be the only people there. We went to Hamner Springs, which was quite cool. There may have been, including us, 20 people in total. Wow. Yeah, they have like 20 hot pools, so... <laughs> hot pool per party (laughs) like actually yes occasionally we were like oh there's someone in that pool maybe we'll go to it later (laughs) so yeah it was it was good but it also was you know it was nice to get a break from writing and from work which I'd been struggling to do I'd taken a few days off here and there but it's not really the same when you know usually I'd go overseas or whatever hadn't really been the same just being at home so it was nice to actually get away properly yeah, I did. It did make me feel a lot more creative and more excited to get back to writing, which was good. So apart from those 10 days on holiday, I did beta read Sarah's book, which was good. I read it in my tent yes. by torchlight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was because it's a thriller on a couple of occasions. I would, like, would go out to, you know, hike to the bathroom. So I was like, oh my gosh, is there someone following me? <laughs> a bit nervous. <laughs> I didn't really think it was that kind of thriller, but I guess some parts of it. Oh, I just get nervous. I'm very... I'm not very good with anything kind of scary so that was amusing and (laughs) well I'm glad I managed to provoke that much reaction then yeah and what else last time I think I hadn't quite finished one of my chapters so I finished that one and I have started another one I'm almost 1500 words through which is good making progress 
bit of a, a strange one because I didn't cover all of the plot points I needed to hit in the chapter before. So now I'm having to try oh, yes. and squeeze a lot of things into this chapter. So it might end up being a little bit long, probably closer to 4,000 words. But I don't think that's too much of a problem. I'm quite, mm-hmm. I'm quite excited to finish it and move on to some or well, a different character again because I think I'm up to my other character next. She'll be good. Bit of a change. Well, it's nice that we've both had a bit of a break and, yeah, ready to get back into it. Ashley, I can see you guys can't, but she's come back with a wonderful tan. <laughs> so <laughs> clearly there was a, a lot of nice sunshine as well on your, your break. Yeah, I think we only had one day that was cloudy and that was unsurprisingly oh, wow. on the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, unsurprisingly. <laughs> the West Coast of rain. Mm-hmm. But otherwise... We were there, we were on the West Coast for two days, and one of the days it looked like a tropical island. It was so sunny, there wasn't a ripple in the ocean. <laughs> I was like, what's up? Everyone says it's wild West Coast, it's always raining. One of the towns is called Greymouth, which will probably indicate a little bit about what the weather's like down there. We get there, so sunny, not a ripple in the ocean. And we're like, hmm, maybe, the-. and I was like, I could live here. And James like, this is probably the one day in the year it's sunny. And I was like, that is probably accurate. <laughs> It reminds me when we were kids and we went to Wellington and it was ridiculously hot and sunny and my parents were like, this isn't what it's usually like. (laughs) Don't get your hopes up. It's not usually like this. (laughs) 35 degrees. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, Wellington was cold and windy when we were down there because we we drove and then took the ferry. Yeah, that's what it's usually like. (laughs) I've never been there on a sun, on a non-windy warm day learned my lesson well here in calgary we've been enjoying temperatures of minus 30 instead of positive 30 so it's been very cold like you go outside just for five minutes and your face is freezing off i haven't even wanted to walk out the door to get the mail at the corner of the block because it's too far (laughs) (laughs) and i told dan and he was like yeah you should have maybe taken your car <laughs> my car for like five meters down the road. <laughs> but yes, I mean, like I've, I've been living here for coming up, I think, three years now. So it's not really that much of a surprise. But at the same time, <laughs> every time it gets that cold, you, you just think, oh, yeah, this is a thing. That's right. I've never been. I don't think I'm suited to the cold. I've decided. <laughs> I was born there, but. I'm just, it's not, it's not my thing, cold. Definitely a warm weather person, for sure. I cope pretty well, but mm. anyways, we should probably get into this. <laughs> yes. We're already going off on tangents. So today's main discussion is about the difficulties and stumbling blocks we encounter when we write novels. So what we find the most challenging when writing a novel. So we all know that when you start writing a book the beginning is pretty much the most important part to write because it is your first chance and some would say your only chance I think to hook readers Mm -hmm. and get them to continue into the story that you've created and consequently a lot rides on these opening chapters and often people start off quite enthusiastic when they're writing because you've got quite a good idea sometimes I think people you can think of the hook at the start and they're like, oh yes, this is going to be really uh-huh. great. Start my book. But then as you start writing, the enthusiasm dissipates quite quickly. And a lot of people 
sometimes after that very first start can find chapter one quite challenging, especially because it has to cover so many things as well. So that will bring me to my first question. Do we struggle writing chapter one? I usually don't have too much of an issue writing chapter one. I think mainly because I recognize that we're going to come back to it anyways. And so I'm not super fussy about, oh, the opening sentence has to be absolutely perfect. Uh, The opening paragraph has to really draw people in. Like I will consciously try and leave a bit of mystery in the opening part, but then a lot of it I'll come back once. I feel like it's a really important one to come back to because once you've got the rest of the book down, it's easier to look back on something and kind of set it up for hooking in with the rest of the story, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So I don't get too concerned about that. And also I do find that I'm really excited and I have the idea for it. So chapter one for me isn't too bad and I generally don't get too stuck on that, but we'll discuss my sticking points a bit later. (laughs) Um, How about you, Ashley? I think it's a bit of both for me. I often find them a little bit challenging however in saying that the ones that I have written I feel have been quite strong in the end mm-hmm. but I do spend a lot of time agonizing over them I think not usually on the first pass through yeah but the second pass through so I'm the same actually yeah. with with that like in saying that the editing when I do go back and edit it then I'm like oh gosh how do I make this like nail it <laughs> So you just have to look at the redos of the first chapters in our three teen fiction books and how many times we've been over and over and over them. They didn't take long to write at first, but then obviously Mm -hmm. some we ended up writing a new chapter one, or both of them actually, the first two. One we wrote a new chapter one and the other we pretty much rewrote the first chapter again anyways because we decided it wasn't strong enough. Or it's just Um, a bit disconnected from the last book. Yeah. I think the problem with the second one. Yeah. It was kind of weird because I felt like you didn't really need to start off directly after what happened from the last book. But I guess because we sort of left the last book on a cliffhanger that I think the readers felt dissatisfied without a complete resolution to that cliff. Like it did resolve, but I think they wanted to see the whole resolution, whereas we didn't. I think so. Sort of have that and until we rewrote that first part of that second mm-hmm. book. So I guess that's a, a tip for people. <laughs> You're going to have <laughs> yeah. a cliffhanger. You better make sure you follow through yeah, with your second book. And so it was also it, that original chapter one was really long. And if we had wanted to flashback yes. or explain what had happened, it would have, I think it was 6,000 words originally. So it would have pushed it way too far. So we ended up putting in a new chapter one. Can you imagine a chapter one of like 10,000 words or something? Oh my goodness. You'd be like, what sort of book am I reading? (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Yeah. uh, What was I going to say? Okay. So I also feel chapter ones can be quite difficult because it's the chapter where you really want to have a strong handle of the voice of your character especially when we're Mm -hmm. doing it first person but it's also the first time you've written in the voice of that character so I find sometimes it's hard to 
yes. quite get it right uh, and find the voice, which I guess is why we often go back to it and agonize over it later. Because in later yeah. chapters, you've written that character quite a bit. You can then go back and write it, I guess, better. Yeah, I would agree um, with that. I think finding the voice accounts for a lot of issues in those early chapters yeah even in our sequels and things for the teen fiction i it's even though we've written a whole book from their perspective for some reason when you come to a new one it like takes a minute to find it again (laughs) as well like get into the groove of things who are you again okay yes that's right i had that (laughs) just the other day when i just had to edit a small a very small part of price of pandemonium and i was like where is lizzie's head at the moment again oh yes that's (laughs) right this is what she's thinking, but it took a second and it was really strange, especially after writing first person. Well, not even, even writing third person for our current book. It was really strange to go back to her character. You're like, who is Lizzie? Yes, talking about voice and issues kind of also follows on into the next question about other chapters that you might have issue with yeah so I get you put in a lot of effort into chapter one but it's not the most important like it's the most important chapter but the ones the subsequent chapters are also almost equally as important because once you've hooked them you have to keep them engaged and hope that you can entice them enough to make them finish the book so Mm -hmm. not only does your chapter one have to be really strong the chapters that follow it also have to be quite strong so after chapter one is there another chapter where you struggle a little bit or you lose your momentum and get a bit stuck for me I have a very definitive point where I get a bit stuck and it feels like every word is a struggle and that is chapter three it doesn't matter (laughs) whether I'm writing by myself if I'm writing a book by myself then it's always chapter three if I'm writing a book with Ashley then it'll be whatever my third chapter is so For example, in Darkness Set Us Free, it was, I think, chapter seven was my third chapter. And that one had clear issues right from the (laughs) beginning. (laughs) I mean, it didn't help that it was a new character as well. (laughs) I was going to say, was that Tamati's chapter? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so we did the edits for it. Ashley couldn't quite get a groove for that chapter either and fix what was wrong with it. I had already gone over it. And then we sent it to our beta reader, to Ashley's husband, James. And he was like, I really like this character, but this chapter is a bit weird. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's not surprising. He picked up on that chapter. (laughs) I never even mentioned anything about it. And he's just like, this chapter. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Is it that obvious? (laughs) It's always that chapter. And yeah, I, I think for me, at least, it's because... In the first few chapters, there's all this action going on. Um, Usually you have like your inciting incident, usually within the first few chapters. And then it's usually about chapter three or chapter four that things calm down a little bit and your character has to stop and think about the repercussions of what has just happened. So it's that point that you go a little bit deeper with the character and into their mindset And unless you have a real handle on who that character is, when you slow the pace down a bit and it's not sort of surface of this happening, that happening, that happening, 
then I think it can get really hard to find a groove and mine all end up either too much like introspective (laughs) that doesn't really connect with the character like it'll be introspective and deep into the brain but then at the same time it doesn't really feel like the character especially when you read other chapters you're like well this doesn't really match what is going on with this character (laughs) at this point but also when I was doing a little bit of research for this podcast I had a look to see if anyone else had similar issues with their chapter three or early beginning chapters and sort of just going over a few threads uh, was the main sort of thing I did just to see people's experiences and how they felt it was for them. And people do seem to have an issue in the early chapters, whether it be chapter one, chapter two, three, four, but the advice that were given on these threads, I didn't think was particularly useful. And I don't think it really nailed why people have issues. Some of them talked about not planning enough. And I think that can be an issue. And probably, I think you had something you wanted to say about that. Or no, you had something about the opposite of over planning, right, Ashley? I think, yeah. Yeah. And some people over plan, but I still don't really feel like that's really the root of the issue. And it was suggested on one that it was because of boredom. You so excited about the first chapters and then you just get bored and I was like I don't think it's boredom if you're committed enough to sit down and keep trying at these chapters I don't really think that you're necessarily bored by it yeah there's something else going on yeah and I think it's a fear-based thing that you're sitting down you've got still the majority of the book ahead of you and that initial honeymoon excitement has kind of waned and then you're like oh my goodness I have however many thousand words still left before I can call this a novel and because you were excited about the start and you're thinking you've got all these plans for it like I'm going to do this and I'm going to finish this novel and then you know everything's going to be great and then suddenly it dawns you you've actually got to write it (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're like "Uh uh-oh so I think it can be a bit overwhelming at the start and for me yeah a solution to that would be to stop looking at the word count so much because that's <laughs> kind of what I tend to do. Mainly because we try and keep our word counts around a similar amount per chapter because you don't, not that we will force the chapter into a specified word count, like we'll let it sort of drift either side, but we try and keep an eye on it just so that they're roughly similar. Yeah. Yeah. But then also when you start counting word count and you start thinking about the proportion left and how much you've already done. (laughs) And so I think if you start thinking it in that way and paying too much attention to it, then it can kind of get in your way a bit. Yeah. What do you think, Ashley? Yeah, I think I agree, Uh, especially with the whole idea of realizing that you have so much of the the book still to go and even though you've made great progress in these first couple chapters most of it still lies in front of you which can be quite intimidating I've been feeling that way a little bit with our ancient Greece book because it's so much longer yeah like I'm at chapter nine and I think we have like another 30 chapters to go oh my goodness (laughs) so I definitely can understand I think I understand that definitely yeah for me it's not I don't have a specific chapter that I find difficult it probably comes around chapter four or five for me it's I think because it's usually when I start getting into the second or third chapters of the you know multi-perspective characters Mm -hmm. because 
your the first chapter of them are often I find similar to chapter one because it's the first time it's from their perspective yeah so it's very for me it's very similar way of writing chapter one you just don't often don't have the big hook at the start of it yeah so I find them them usually all right it's the second chapters for me where I'm kind of like oh I really need to make sure I still have the same handle on these characters but often you don't put quite the same amount of I'm gonna go with effort and critique into the second ones than you do with the very first one where you're like I've got to nail it I've got to make sure you know the readers can really see this character's different from all the others and they've Mm -hmm. got a really strong voice (laughs) and then by the time you get to the second one and you're a bit like oh finally got through all of those and then the second chapters I find a bit harder to keep that level of um, intensity up and then when you get into further chapters you have a really good handle on the voice so it comes more naturally I think yeah I think with that first one it's very purposeful the, the voice that you're creating you're like well yeah it's not your voice and you're finding different ways to say things you're finding a new perspective on things and when you come to the second chapter you haven't quite yet slipped into that automatic oh I'm like it's almost like slipping into a character like well it is slipping into a character but yeah <laughs> like it's almost like acting you know when you yeah. bring a persona to your writing but and the more you do it the more you can just kind of flip a switch and and be within that persona whereas you get to the second chapter and you're not quite as purposeful about it but you yet haven't quite developed that automatic switch either to yes. flick so <laughs> you're in this kind of strange middle space of who is this person again and then sometimes if you're not purposeful about trying to maintain it then it can come off a bit disjointed from the last chapter yeah and the next ones because the next ones usually <laughs> yes I've got it by then so it's <laughs> natural <laughs> exactly so I think I think that's what I would say with regards to chapters that I find difficult and kind of why and I guess I touched on it before we tend to well I I feel we tend to quite extensively plan our first few chapters but then you can get a bit burnt out I think after going because a lot usually especially in our books a lot happens in the first few chapters Mm. Um, and then like you said before you get a few chapters in and then the pace slows down (laughs) yeah Yeah, they're dealing with and recovering and coping with all of the intense things that have just happened to them. And yeah, the pace slows and then you're like, okay, now we're really in it and there's so much (laughs) ahead of me. Yeah. We've kind of touched on some of the ways to get around the block or issues, sticking points that we have in our respective chapters. Uh, Did you have any others that you wanted to add? I do have a couple of things tricks up my sleeve (laughs) so if you're writing a book by yourself or even even for me and Ashley you know as I said I continued on and wrote a different chapter that wasn't related you know you can always if you have planned it out you can skip ahead and do chapters and sometimes skipping ahead to those more action filled scenes can be useful because although you're not often in those action scenes you're not diving really deep into the character's mind because it's more of sort of what's happening around them mm-hmm. than necessarily diving deep into their mindset but then they'll still make decisions in those chapters and they'll still do certain things that will start giving you more of an idea who this character is mm-hmm. so if you go a little bit further do a few more action scenes then you might find it easier to fill in the holes later and go back 
and do some of those more introspective scenes when you've got a bit more substance to the character of like oh he's made this decision that means that maybe he's a more courageous person or you know like you start to see from their actions what type of people they are and yeah I think just having a bit more handle on the character can help um Sorry. So I've been doing sort of, no, I was an edge to that. I've been doing something kind of similar recently where, because I'm still trying to get a handle on our new characters in our ancient Greece book, often I'll write a section of the chapter that I know what's going to happen. And then I'll like highlight a bit that says, talk about the weather or something like that. And then continue <laughs> on with something else that I know is going to happen next. And then I'll have like another little bit, you know, they, they get to know each other a little bit, add later and then continue. And then once I get to the end, you have a bit more of a feel of the characters that are in there. And then I go back mm-hmm. and add it in and then polish it up, which has been helping me quite a bit recently. Yeah, I, I do that too. Uh, I put in little underscores, just a gap, and then it'll continue on. So (laughs) you can kind of see, oh, I'm supposed to add some description or something in here. (laughs) So that is a handy tool. Yeah, I think I did it for Thebes because I had to do so much research for it. I was like, description of Thebes, just move on. (laughs) Otherwise, I wouldn't be here for like three hours trying to find what it would have looked like. You know, you lose your train of thought and your handle on the characters that you have like right then yeah so I've been doing that quite a bit yeah another thing that I find quite helpful and I find it quite helpful switching between projects as well although I think it can be helpful at any point if you're stuck is to highlight everything and change the font because I'm a very visual person and sometimes when I see things in the same font over and over again my brain just kind of switches off and then it doesn't want to do anything. But then if I change the font, it's like, oh, this looks new and exciting. (laughs) (laughs) And it just tricks your brain into sort of seeing it as like a new piece of writing. And then you can kind of continue on. See, another thing that I do, I haven't really used this as much lately, but sometimes it's helpful, is just to open an entirely empty document get the bit that you're stuck at like a a sentence or two before copy and paste it into the new document and then go from there because occasionally seeing too many words distracts me from what I'm actually trying to do and so if it's like a blank document it feels a little bit more free to create whereas otherwise I'm like trying to squish it all in and I'm looking at the rest of the words and becoming I guess a bit overwhelmed. I did that for it would have been the first Simon chapter I had a beginning I wasn't happy with but I couldn't figure out what to do instead and so but I didn't want to delete it yeah <laughs> you know so I took a section that I knew I was definitely going to keep moved it over to another document and then wrote an entirely new beginning in front of it compared them and decided that my new beginning was way better and then I was happy to delete the old one <laughs> after that. so that well because sometimes you see the same thing and you like the idea of it but it's not working yeah yeah so I I realized I could use some of that later on in the chapter Mm -hmm. so I moved it and then wrote a new one and it's not as intimidating when you yeah have a whole fresh document to use you're not deleting stuff I think that is another thing is that if you realize something's not working don't just delete the block of text like copy save it in a new document and like I write them as I know chapter 17 attempt one 
And then I leave that document and then it'll be like chapter 17, attempt two. And then, so then I can go back through my attempts and, you know, if you need to add something back in or, you know, it's still there for you and you haven't yeah. totally gotten rid of it. So we've done this quite for a couple chapters in our teen fiction because we had the Lizzie Levi one where we both wrote multiple different versions of the same chapter yeah. and darkness set us free and then the same again in uh price of pandemonium with lizzie and dylan maybe it's a lizzie thing <laughs> with lizzie and dylan um in the house we both wrote a few different versions of it because neither one seemed right and then ended up kind of combining some oh uh, for that one yeah i think i kind of know the part you're talking about when they're in the house and they have their arguments oh yeah and they've gone to look for food oh yes that's right yeah <laughs> me trying to give very generic clues <laughs> Yeah, no. to not give the story away. That was funny because it's also quite funny doing that because it's like you come up with this alternate timeline. You feel like you've you know which one is wrong because you feel like you've stepped into this strange alternate world. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's really cute, but it's not really right. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I think we ended up kind of combining our two in the end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for that one, and I can't remember. We'll end it up with the darkness set us free. I think well. because we we're also trying to chop out words because that chapter was so long. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Another, another like, long chapter. 5,000 word chapter. <laughs> I know. I don't, I, I'm comfortable pushing up to four, but once it gets over four, it's yeah, I think, it just. I think up to five is fine, but I think definitely past five. I'm <laughs> like, that's just way too long. <laughs> we ended up moving a whole section to another chapter, didn't we? And then having to rewrite it from another person. Is it that one? Yes, it was that one. Yes, yep. <laughs> That's the trouble with multiple perspectives. You can't just like push it and be like, oh, well, it's the same viewpoint next chapter or just push it to the next one. And you're like, well, this has to be in this person's perspective. Yeah. How am it, I going to fit it in? <laughs> and it requires a lot of rewriting. Yes. It's strange how much rewriting it actually does require when you switch perspectives because even if it's a passage of dialogue, the other character views the dialogue slightly differently. Or inserting chapters as well. Yeah. You have to be like, well, it can't be this person's and it can't be that person's because their one's before and their one's after it. And it's probably a little, whose one would fit <laughs> in well here? <laughs> you have to look at all the perspectives and try and balance it out every time you want to add a chapter <laughs> Yeah, in the middle <laughs> that you haven't planned. <laughs> so that's, that's a challenge sometimes. <laughs> it is challenging. Like for the... Even for the first chapter of Price of Pandemonium, uh, <laughs> trying to decide whose it was. It was like, it could be this person's or that person's. It can't be anyone else's. <laughs> Limited in choice. I think we made a good choice in the end, though. We, we did. We did. Give an intense account of what's happening. It definitely threw you into the action. <laughs> for sure. Okay. Um I don't even know what we were talking about anymore. We were talking about ways to get around. Oh, that's right. Kind of went a bit off track. <laughs> Did you have any other ways that you get around? My go-to ones are just writing stuff down and forgetting about like moving on and then coming back to it in the editing. I wasn't good at this at the start because I have a drive to write it perfectly the first time. But I am getting better at it now. I kind of just make a mental note of the bits that I know need to be fixed. And mm -hmm. 
often I'll alert Sarah to them. I'm like, I know this is a problem. <laughs> it's not that big of a problem, but it's not perfect. I'm just going to leave it until we come to the edits because I feel it's one of those things that actually maybe I will end up being fine when we look at it again, or maybe I'll have, or we'll both have a better, ha- better handle on the character by then. So it'll be easier just to fix. So that's one thing that I've been trying to get better at. And I think I am. I often I'll just be like, oh, screw it. I'll just move on. Otherwise, just letting it lie for a bit. Not necessarily for ages and like forget about the whole chapter, but just stop, go make a tea, do something else for 20 minutes, come back, reread it. And then sometimes it's not as bad as I thought it was. You just kind of get in your head, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you're like, would he say that? Would he not say that? Is that how he'd view what this mountain looks like? I don't know. And then you read it and you're like, oh, it doesn't sound right. It sounds really weird. I don't like it. And you go back, uh, go away, come back. And you're like, hmm. Maybe I'm just being picky and no one else would actually notice this, overthinking it a bit. Well, for me, I know that, you know, it's a 50-50 thing. Some days I'll read my writing and I'll hate it. And other days I'll read it and I'll be like, yeah, this is this is really good. <laughs> I held it today. Whether it is or not, who knows. But <laughs> if you can capitalize on those days where you're like, yeah, this isn't too bad, then you can keep going. So if you <laughs> yeah. sit down and you think, oh, this is shit. What am I doing? Just go away and wait for a day where you sit down and say, hey, this isn't too bad. Yeah. Trick yourself. I like it. (laughs) That's my way. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're constantly thinking it's shit, well, maybe you need to do something about it, but don't be too hard on yourself. (laughs) Yeah. It's usually a first draft at this point anyways. It's fine. Yeah. I'm always like, Sarah will fix it later if it's really bad. She'll notice and then she can fix it and it's fine <laughs> once we're editing. Yeah, I think it is. I don't, I don't know if you ever felt this. I don't think I ever have because we started writing together when we were so young. But I think there's definitely a, you know, you want to put your best work out there because yeah. that also, we're kind of almost, I guess you could almost view our collaborative writing as having someone beat read each chapter as it goes yeah in some ways yeah but I guess it could bring up anxiety as well if you think you haven't done a good a decent chapter and you send it away have you ever been concerned of what I might think or um not at the start but because I work in a very critical profession I've received a lot of very harsh very harsh criticism in the past so that has made me a bit more wary of the quality of work I send out to people which is why I've had to get better at leaving stuff before I send it to you (laughs) because at work I can spend an entire day getting a paragraph perfect Mm -hmm. to send off to someone or you know to get feedback on or whatever and obviously you don't want to be soul crushed by the feedback that you receive Uh, so I'd always work extremely hard to make sure that it's not terrible so I think that once we started writing together again that kind of flowed over into my creative writing but I've been learning to let it go now yeah well it helps (laughs) when I guess I email you like here's my chapter and then I'm like here's my chapter again because I screwed it up and here's it again (laughs) (laughs) because as I've said on other podcasts I often I'll send Ashley a chapter and then I'll be like, oh my goodness, I just spotted some errors because I'll get overexcited when I send it the first time. So then I'll need to redo it and send it again. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't, 
think that I've ever been super anxious about it, but I certainly know with sending it to other people, I get anxious sometimes. Well, I figure the feedback that I get from anyone can't possibly be anywhere near as bad as the feedback I've got in the past through my academic writing. Some of the like reviewer comments and things from journals, they are they're brutal. Let's just go with that way. They're brutal and over really yeah. small things. So because I'm like, I can deal with that. It's fine. Whatever Sarah says, whatever James says, it's nothing compared to some of the stuff that I faced before. So I'm getting yeah. yeah. I should nice. probably try and view it more that way because it's not like in my previous work as an operating room nurse, you can imagine sometimes things get quite heated in stressful situations in the operating room. And I have been yelled at many times, but I think verbal stuff like that is different for me. And especially when I know that people are just stressed about the situation, it's a bit different than being stressed about something that I've produced in my work. I remember one, sorry, I remember one critique I got. I can't, it was for, for an article in a, uh, in a journal, but anyways, I remember I had used the word gratifyingly. It was like gratifyingly the reaction worked, something like that. Not really important. Like it could stay, <laughs> it could go, right? Doesn't really matter. A comment I think was, why have you used the word gratifyingly? sounds terrible delete it but I was like oh okay I'm really sorry <laughs> like it's one of those things it means nothing but you're like oh my god you hated it that much that you had to you know explicitly tell me that it offended you and that it had to be deleted that would annoy me so much things, that would make me want to leave it um but you can't this is you the know. thing so they give you corrections and you have to send back the document and highlight and address every single correction and you have to put an explanation of what you've done so I had to like highlight the empty space where it was. And I was like, word gratifyingly deleted as per request of, of um, reviewer or something. And like, <laughs> I couldn't have even left it in if I wanted. But yeah, so stuff like that. Oh dear. Like, hilarious. So I guess we could say, even though it sounds like that we've just gone off on a huge tangent, fear of feedback can be a stumbling <laughs> block as well. So yeah. <laughs> for sure kind of tangent but related related yeah well and it does bring us quite well to the next part of our discussion which was whether there are any other aspects of novel writing that we personally find difficult mine I would say is pacing which I also had <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have two issues one either I'm writing a very slow pacing and it just becomes this you know spewing of thoughts onto paper which is like this introspective weird flow <laughs> from the character that doesn't really work for the chapter or it's all action and when it's all action sometimes I don't put in enough detail into the scene and it just races from one event to the next event and I'm a billion words short for that chapter and I'm like right. oh my goodness how am I ever going to make it to because we usually aim for like 3,000 words for our chapters mine I'm a little bit more I tend to go for shorter chapters with my own writing but yeah I'm like how am I even going to get to 1,500 words I've written like <laughs> 500 words and I've covered all the chapter points what do I do now so that I find kind of challenging <laughs> But usually there's points if I go back, 
that I definitely need to add or expand, which is yeah. basically Ashley's feedback on my entire novel. <laughs> so that was funny. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> considering it's like just 60,000 words, it's not really surprising. <laughs> and a lot happens in it. <laughs> a lot does happen. Things are like a lot is happening. <laughs> My issue with pacing is kind of similar. So my writing style is quite a succinct writing style. And it sometimes when you read it, it gives the impression like events are happening really, really, really fast. So usually I'll write a scene and then I have to go back and very purposefully tease out stuff to make it not feel like the reader has run like a sprinting race <laughs> through like the section. And for me, it doesn't, even necessarily happen with action it'll be stuff like my character goes on a you know they're going from here to there and I do want things to happen or conversations to happen in that time except he like gets on his horse has a conversation gets off his horse and then you're like oh no <laughs> things need to happen in there because that doesn't seem right because now the time passing's not right <laughs> so I have to go in and tease things out and like well he would have seen stuff like he's not just gonna randomly blindly talk to this person not notice anything and then like be at his destination so I've been having to purposefully always add extra stuff it's actually what I did this morning I find it a struggle when they're sitting in one place and they're just <laughs> talking and then I'll have to find these actions or things for them to do while they're sitting <laughs> yeah and then I've had several situations where they've done something and then they've done something else that's contradictory to the first thing like one minute they'll be like sitting forward leaning on their hands or something and then the next they'll be like leaning back in their chair <laughs> and I'll suddenly be like but a moment of before they were leaning forward that's a lot of movement just for you know within two sentences <laughs> imagine them rocking aggressively <laughs> yeah rocking back and forth I just realized I moved away and close to my mic so that might sound really strange to the listeners I apologize I was imitating rocking but then I realized you also can't see that so I just did that too so we'll probably have the same problem with mine <laughs> okay <laughs> Oh dear. I have a, another similar thing to Sarah where I really struggle with coming up with new and interesting ways to describe things and then weave them in to my way too fast pace um, <laughs> to help slow it down. So that's something that I struggle with a lot. Not a lot, but it's one of the things that I always need to constantly work on, especially when you know, you're wanting to describe what someone's face is like again but because they're yeah. making a different expression and you're like, I can't just say, you know, their brown eyes again, <laughs> but I don't want their eyes to seem like some sort of like weird thing with its own emotions that's separate from the person and then trying to come up with something that doesn't sound ridiculous. Oh my goodness. Otherwise, if you make it sound ridiculous and then you come back to the editing and you're being super critical, you then have the issue where you start imagining, like we've talked about mistakes in the month a few times, you start imagining these body parts with actual like human emotions or something and you have to go, this has to go, it's brown eyes again. Uh, the thing that I find is often I'll read a phrase somewhere, whether it's part of Ashley's work or something that I've written and it's like my mind grabs onto it and it's like, ooh, 
that's a good phrase. And it does it subconsciously and then it'll crop up in my writing further on. So often I'll go through parts in the book and I'll be like, oh, that sentence is repeated in this chapter. That's the same as the sentence in this chapter. And so then I have to try and find new ways or completely find something entirely different to say. Like one of them, for example, was there's one situation when Levi walks into the house and darkness set us free and he drags his finger through dust on a dresser, drawing a line in the dust. For some reason, my mind caught a hold of that phrase and it keeps cropping up. <laughs> it cropped up again in darkness set us free and I had to redo it. And then it cropped up again in my own book and I was like, oh my goodness, I wasn't even the original creator of this line. <laughs> yeah, like it's stuck with me. But yes, it's not consciously or like purposeful plagiarism or anything. No, I it know just, what you mean that. It just happens and then you catch it and you're like, hang on a second. I'm pretty sure I got this from somewhere else. <laughs> like clearly the imagery stuck with you in that mm. scene and you're like, oh, I've liked this. And then <laughs> yeah. subconsciously have been putting it in. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. I think everyone does it to an extent. And that's, yeah. you know, that's how cliches are formed because <laughs> people like the sound of a certain set of words being together and then you use it over and over again and it becomes a cliche. But trying to consciously not do that, especially if there's, because often you're drawn to specific phrases and being aware of the phrases that you're drawn to so that you don't repeat the same sentence over and over again in your book. I think is quite important, but that's a point that I get stuck on sometimes. Was there anything else we wanted to cover? I think we've had a good go at this. Um, <laughs> Me too. Me too. Should we move on to mistakes of the month? Yes, let's do it. Do you want to go first? Sure, sure. I've got a few that I've found. Again, these are all from the quick look. Yeah, they're all from the ancient Greece book, uh, different chapters though. So the first one is Damien scowled. Helene has lived in the city her whole life. Open the gates. He gave the signal to the gates. It was meant to be guards. <laughs> <laughs> I was read it and I was like, mm, I don't think gates in ancient Greece are automatic or anything. Someone needs <laughs> to thinking. open those gates. <laughs> open the gates magically. Like automatic <laughs> yeah. gate opener. Open sesame and they open up. <laughs> did you want me to keep going or did you have any? You can keep going and then I'll, I'll do mine last. Okay. I've only got one today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the next one is, and he sure as hell wasn't going to extend the rest of his life separated from his wife. It was extend instead of spend. <laughs> so, extend the rest of his life. <laughs> I was like, is his marriage with Cassie that stressful? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was killing him. Just His life's extended while they're separated. Oh dear. <laughs> Another one I found was he'd come home from work late and she'd be curled up on the couch, her dark hair in a messy bum, glass of wine in her hand, obviously instead of bun. That's funny. Like, oh my goodness. I actually found one today as well, which is quite amusing, which wasn't on the on our outline, but I'll read it to you anyways. Go for it. All right. The Helenes did not look impressed. <laughs> I don't even know what happened. <laughs> I don't understand. I think it was supposed happened? to be Helene didn't look impressed, but somehow the Helene did not look impressed. 
I love that it's pluralized as well. It's not I even know. the Helene. <laughs> I think it was because I originally had something like Helene's face, blah, uh, blah, blah, but then tried to change it and then obviously just confused myself and put in that, that sentence for some reason. <laughs> That's funny. So I have not been writing a whole lot, so I didn't really have too much, but um, I was, oh, because I was reading a book and I realized they'd named someone Officer McNulty, which cracked me up because I was like, The Wire. <laughs> if you've ever watched The Wire, it had nothing to do with The Wire. One. Okay. Um, but it, they ha- happened to name someone like a police officer McNulty, which I found hilarious. And it just brought me back to one of the mistakes I found in my own work where I accidentally named a character after a famous person entirely unintentionally. It was a subconscious thing. I had the last name for this character and my mind put the two together subconsciously. And yeah, the name was, I had Sergeant Jackson was the character. Okay. And then I needed a first name for him. So then I called him Michael. Oh, no. (laughs) Imagine Michael Jackson. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. And then I read through it later in my edits. And I was like, oh, my God. What have I done? (laughs) Change it, change it, change it. I think he's Eli Jackson now. That's amazing. Oh, my goodness. Michael Jackson. (laughs) Anyway, so if anyone else has any mistakes of the month, please send them in. We'd love to hear them. And then, you know, you don't have to listen to our mistakes all the time. Although hopefully you appreciate them. Yeah, I hope everyone enjoys our mistakes of the month as much as we do. Because really... Always get a good laugh out of them. Mm. (laughs) I have no words for them. (laughs) (laughs) The best thing is when you find them and you're like, this is hilarious. (laughs) Crying over it. I can't wait to share it with everyone. This is hilarious. (laughs) So there are still some spots left on our author spotlight section. So if you want to have a chat with us and come onto the podcast, then please let us know. You can go to our website at www.lindersoncreations.com and hover your mouse over the podcast and it should show you the Be Featured on Dear Writer. And then if you click on that, it'll take you to a form to fill out, which just helps us get to know you and know what questions to ask you. And yeah, we're very friendly, so don't be don't be scared. <laughs> Please come talk to us. So, but I would mention that these spots are for later in the year, so we will get back to you and you know explain everything that goes on. But just so that you know, we probably won't be recording till like at least June, July, kind of round then or later, depending on how soon you get into contact. I was going to say, so if you are planning on having a book come out or anything later in the year, maybe that would be a good time to yeah chat with us. Definitely. So next time on Dear Writer, we're going to be our next culturing, culturing, <laughs> culturing creativity episode, uh, where we're going to talk about why it's okay to relax, which I think is important for everyone. Everyone needs time to relax and we'll hopefully have quite a good chat about that yeah especially after we've sort of been through a bit of burnout in the last exactly. few weeks so exactly to speak to that so if you'd like to know any more about us or our writing projects you can visit us at lindersoncreations.com you can also check out our blog there and we also have the transcripts from these 
episodes up as well, yeah. which you can take a look at. Or if you just want to get in touch, you can contact us on Facebook or Instagram, which is also under Linderson Creation. Yeah, so if you enjoyed the show, it would really help us if you rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on whatever podcatcher you use. Even just telling a writer friend about it would be really awesome. But we hope you all enjoyed this episode and we'll see you all next week. Happy writing, everyone. 